Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Steel Nation Radio. I'm Mike Palaya of SteelNationAssociation.com, where we cover the Steelers 24-7 while bringing you, the Steeler fans, together in an effort to raise money for Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Come visit the site, read my articles, listen to the podcast, join the club, help us raise money for the kids all at the same time, and get all your Steelers coverage. And as you know... You can find my work on SteelCityUnderground.com as well, where there are many great columnists covering the Steelers, AFC North, and so much more through articles, posts, podcasts, contests, and anything you can think of. So please check us out there. And last but certainly not least, find me in the new Pittsburgh Courier each week. All right, so it's been... An interesting week. Uh, The Steelers clearly lost the game to the Browns. That's not really the news anybody's talking about. I don't know what that other news could be. But um, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, First, I would like to at least discuss the game a little bit. And then preview the Bengal game. And, of course, throw my thoughts around on the melee that ensued in the final eight seconds of the disaster in Cleveland. So... First and foremost, the 21-7 loss, not ideal for the Steelers. Clearly, going into that game at 5-4, and four, divisional game on the road on a short week, they really needed to get that win. They allowed the Browns, for one, to get back into the mix. Now, do I think the Browns are going to make a playoff run? No, but they're starting to build momentum. They're starting to build confidence with their second win in a row. And they face again the Steelers in a couple of weeks. And they get the Dolphins this week. So all of a sudden, assuming they beat the Dolphins, that game with the Steelers could be to get them back to 500. But the Steelers just did not look good. They just did not look good. And I'm going to mostly focus on the offense, um, but I will just make a couple of comments on the defense. They they really couldn't contain Baker Mayfield the way they needed to. When he ran out of the pocket, he was making throws on the run, and the Steelers didn't really have an answer for that. They did not really get to him the way they needed to. Um, The secondary was really not that good. Minka, for the first time in his career as a Steeler, just really didn't show up. Fine, that's fine. I'll give the guy a pass any time. But that's a spells disaster. Uh, I had mentioned this before earlier in the season. The way this defense was playing was phenomenal. I'm not down on them at all. But because of the way the offense is, if the defense has a game where they don't create a turnover and provide the offense with a short field, which occurred in Cleveland, then it's a recipe for a loss. And that's exactly what happened. They didn't get a turnover. The Steelers' offense sucked. Mason Rudolph looked extremely lost and, quite frankly, scared in the pocket. Now, his offensive line did him zero favors. Absolutely no favors. They were in the backfield. The Browns were almost all game long. But he needs to be able to read the collapsing pocket. He needs to be able to step through the holes. He needs to be able to get rid of the ball quicker. And I've been saying that. He had given up a couple safeties in previous weeks. That didn't happen this past week, but he certainly looked terrible. He had many interceptions, four, I believe it was. And he just looked bad. He just looked bad. The offensive line looked bad. The receivers were knocked out. Juju, gone. Deontay Johnson, gone. 
concussions. Juju with a knee as well. It's not looking good for Juju to play against the Bengals, by the way, which is bad news. And I'm not even sure if it matters because we can't get the ball. Rudolph can't get the ball to these guys. That's got to change. And Rudolph has to stop playing scared. I don't think he started playing scared until after that concussion. I get it. You know, I may never step on a football field again after he taken a hit the way he did against Baltimore. But if he can't be confident, this is not going to work. It's just not going to work. So that's got to change. Now, again, it didn't help him that James Conner went down. There was no running a game again. Side note, I know everybody loves Connor, and I like him. He's a good guy. But when he's done, uh, his contract is up. Unless he's signing for a low salary, I'm moving on. He is injured all the time. He cannot stay on the field. He's not even that good when he's on the field. He's better than what the rest of the teams we got here in terms of running backs. But he's not that great. He's really not that great, and it's time to move on, draft somebody else, and call it a day. Respect him for going through the cancer and getting to the level he's gotten to. I know everybody loves that he played at Pitt. I don't care. If you can't stay on the field, you have no value. Time to go get hurt for somebody else, unless he proves otherwise in these last you know, six weeks or so. We'll see. Now, that said... I'm going to get to the Bengal game, and then we'll circle back to the disaster. Uh, this week, let's assume Juju's not in. Mason's, of course, playing. He'll be fined, but he's going to be playing. He's not going to be suspended. Marquise Pouncey most assuredly will not be playing this week. The offensive line already looked like a wreck against the Browns. The Bengals are going to be coming at them with full force. They're going to force Mason Rudolph to beat them. He's going to have to do that. Now, one thing he's going to have to do is get the ball to Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald now needs to be the number one receiver. He has to be. He can do seven, ten-yard outs, get the ball down the field that way, then open up the passing game a little bit more for a guy like James Washington who can break the top off the defense. That's what they need to do with the passing game. They still need to find a way to run the ball. I don't know what's going on with Connor. I don't care what's going on with Connor. I'm making Edmonds my guy right now. He runs hard. I think he's able to push through the holes faster and quicker than Connor, the way it is right now, and he's more powerful. I'm going with Edmonds. We'll see. That's not going to happen, but that's what I think they should do. They need to control the clock. The last thing they need to do is go into Cincinnati and keep the Bengals in this game. The Bengals have not won a game. This is prime time for them to step up against their division rival Steelers and win their first and maybe only game of the season. They will come in and they will try to knock the Steelers off. They're going to try to get the Steelers goats. The Steelers are certainly going to be coming in upset and amped after that Browns melee. The Steelers are not going to have their top receiver. Probably not their top running back. Rudolph's a mess. Offensive line's a mess. The Bengals are going to be gunning for him. They are going to be gunning for him. The Steelers need to control the clock. They need to use Vance McDonald and then take the top off with James Washington if they can control the clock through the run game and the short throws with McDonald. And that offensive line needs to step up. They lose this game. This season is donezo. We'll see what happens. I think they'll win, but they could lose this is not a gimme anymore it's not and i know they beat them 27 to 3 on that monday night game weeks ago it's not the same 
We'll see what happens. Now, defensively, they need to go out there and they need to blitz the hell out of Ryan Finley. They need to confuse him. They need to get in the backfield. They need to stuff him into the ground. Make Finley beat them. They've got an agitated receiver with Tyler Boyd right now. He is very upset. He had, I think, one catch last week. He wasn't part of the offense. He is their best receiver with no A.J. Green. And I think they're going to try to get him the ball more often. And I think you're going to see Joe Hayden on Boyd. And I don't expect much out of Boyd, quite frankly. Um, I don't think Finley's very good. I think he can easily get rattled. I think he's easily sackable. He's already been sacked seven times in the two games he's played. And this is a team that's going to be amped to get into the backfield. I look for TJ Watt and Bud Dupree to get back there. And then what they're going to need to do is stuff Joe Mixon. They do that. They've got a recipe for success. The key, however, will be the turnovers. They're going to need to create it. I'm looking for Minka to be there and ready and create a pick or a fumble or something because the offense is going to need the short field. This could be one of these very low-scoring games with two garbage offenses, uh, and the Steelers need to take advantage of being able to rattle Ryan Finley and creating a short field so at a minimum Boswell can put the football through the uprights, and that's what I expect. Now, We'll see what happens there, but I do think the Steelers will go in there and they'll be prepared, motivated, and win that game. But it's not going to be a very good game. I expect a ton of penalties. There always are when these two teams play, not to mention that these refs call everything. You can sneeze and get penalized at this point. So I'm looking at a Steelers win through field goals. I'm looking at a 15 to 10 victory, a very weird odd score, but Boswell puts it through the uprights five times and the defense holds them to a touchdown and a field goal and the Steelers get out of there 15 to 10 and get primed for a rematch with the Cleveland Browns. Now that game will not include Miles Garrett. It may not include Marquise Pouncey either. We'll see if his suspension is upheld, but it will include some energy. What transpired at the end of that game this past week is ridiculous. First of all, all of those people that are trying to blame Mason Rudolph need to shut up. They need to shut up. I don't care if Rudolph started it, which he didn't, but I don't care if he did. He was literally assaulted by Miles Garrett with that helmet. His own helmet slammed him in the head. I actually don't know how he didn't get knocked out there. I really don't. But the Browns played cheap all game. They were headhunting. They were knocking our guys out, and then that to occur at the end. I'm very happy that Pouncey went after him. I don't care if he got suspended for three games. If I don't care if he got suspended for the season, he did the right thing protecting Rudolph. I think his suspension will be reduced, by the way, probably to two games. I don't think he'll be in that Cleveland game. I really don't. But Miles Garrett very well could have been arrested. If that happens on the street, he's in jail right now. It happened on the football field, so it's okay, apparently. And Rudolph's not going to go after him, and I get it. I probably wouldn't either if I were Rudolph. It becomes a bigger mess, and then players around the league lose respect for you. It's a disaster. I get that part. But Miles Garrett is a flat-out idiot. He is now enemy number one. He is worse than Vontez Perfect, in my opinion, after that, if you can believe that. And I think the Steelers, in a couple of weeks, are going to come out, and they're going to lay into Baker Mayfield like you've never seen and I have disliked Baker Mayfield since he stepped foot into this league. 
But I gained a little respect for him after that game when he called Garrett out, said it was ridiculous, said he should be suspended, and he stepped up. I, I really, really respected his opinion on that. And the fact that he came out and said that was commendable. Still not a fan of him, but he definitely gained some of my respect. Either way, we'll see how the NFL takes this. If Garrett's suspension is reduced after everybody uh, saw what happened, and most of the former players and most of the media agree that he should be out of the game, there are some idiots out there that don't, but most then this whole thing is a joke. In terms of him getting ejected and Pouncey getting ejected, there were eight seconds left. means nothing. What happens moving forward is what counts. So we'll see. But we'll talk about that next week. Let's first get this victory. I suspect Steelers 15, Bengals 10, and I'll talk to you next week, hopefully after another Steelers victory.